This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening to this edition as we are going to preview a little bit of the SMU Memphis game before uh, making some predictions and then getting on to some recruiting updates. I want to share some content with you guys that we have on Pony Stampede, as well as take a look at the 2021 class briefly and kind of some buzz that I continue to hear around that class, which is probably going to be the biggest beneficiary of SMU's 8-0 start. I'm Billy Embody, publisher of Pony Stampede. Thanks for listening. Quick reminder, guys, uh, I want to point this out. 24-7 Sports teamed up with CBS, who owns us, and added a huge addition to our VIP members subscription package this week. We added CBS All Access, which gives you the opportunity to stream 10,000 episodes of CBS shows, All Access Originals, and live TV, which includes the NFL on CBS and the SEC Game of the Week. It's a $100 annual value that is now included in your 24-7 Sports VIP subscription. So if you haven't subscribe to Pony Stampede. Again, please check us out. You can sign up and subscribe for just a dollar for that first month and you get CBS All Access as well without any commercials. So I did want to point that out. Big news for our VIP subscribers that have really enjoyed uh, that edition in just the first 24 hours that it's been a part of the subscription package. So awesome stuff as uh, 24-7 and CBS continue to Try to bring more and more value to you guys, our subscribers, and and what you guys get as far as your subscription package. Now, SMU set to take on Memphis, 630 ABC on Saturday. We're going to have our full preview up on Friday and predictions, but I did want to go ahead and and drop my final thoughts on on the contest as well as my prediction for the game. For me, it, it comes down to this, and I mentioned this earlier in the week on the pod, it comes down to who's going to be able to run the football in this one because SMU and Memphis both have been able to do that very, very well this year and who can do it more consistently because whoever is able to do that, it will help the passing game. It will open things up and SMU, when you're talking about going on the road, being able to run the football is a big, big key to winning on the road. So that's crucial for SMU. It'll open up the play action pass for Shane Bouchelle in this offense. And on the flip side for Memphis, it it would force Brady White not to win the game for them on, on his own. So if you're Memphis, you want to get Kenny Gainwell going and really get him productive as well early and often. And, and both him and Xavier Jones are two of the top running backs in the entire country this season. So I think those are the two to watch. And then from there, if you can't move the football on the ground, you've got to be able to pass protect and and give your quarterback time. And so that's why I think it's critical. SMU gets Xavier Jones going early, early on. I mentioned the potential for a trick play early on. SMU's done that a good bit um, earlier this year. 
kind of starting road games with some trickery and taking some shots down the field, that can help loosen up the Memphis defense for SMU. Now, I think the, the biggest thing is, is getting pressure on Brady White. He turned the ball over against Temple against another similar, similar, similarly athletic defense. Wards are really hard. And once he did that, that allowed to, uh, Temple to, to take advantage and obviously win, win that football game. Now, that was Memphis on the road. They'll be at home. They'll have a, a raucous Liberty Bowl crowd that uh, is, is continuing to grow by, by the day. They, they mentioned on, on um, Wednesday that they were taking the tarps off of, of portions of the Liberty Bowl and opening those up for sale. So it's going to be a big crowd. Brady White, though, he's not somebody that I think necessarily can beat you one-on-one. Like if it's Brady White and DeMonte Coxie trying to to win the football game for Memphis, I don't think it's going to go well for them. And and similarly, I don't think SMU wants to get into a game where, where Shane Bouchelle's throwing it 50 times a game. Now, the Temple secondary was was kind of an exception. They knew that they had some matchups that they loved, and, and maybe that's the same this week against Memphis. But at the same time, you've got to be able to run the football on the road and SMU has done a terrific job of getting pressure on quarterbacks all season long. They need to not give up the big play like they did at times against Houston. I think you'll see a, a, a focused, locked-in SMU team. The 10 days off between the two games, really important, I think, for SMU. A couple extra days rest. Be able to recuperate. Also lock in on your mistakes from the Houston game, which there were plenty. And come in and, and go on the road. And if you can avoid getting too uptight or too overhyped over the course of the long day leading up to that 6.30 kickoff, then I think SMU is going to come out and be able to put some pressure on Memphis early, score an early touchdown, do those things that they've done so well on the road at times this year, and force Memphis to play from behind. I think that'll be important. SMU has to get off to a really good start and and get on Memphis early on to, to have a good opportunity to, to to win and and I don't necessarily think if this game goes into a shootout it's going to be bad for SMU I think they can score points I think Memphis can score points but I think when you're talking about a game that's going to be in the in the low 50s most likely could drop around kickoff a little bit more you're going to have to be able to run the ball and it's going to be interesting the weather the weather is certainly going to be something to watch as as you know, it, it's going to be their first really cold weather game of the year and, and something that they're going to have to deal with. Now, it's going to be clear skies. They're not going to have any sort of you know, rain to deal with like they did against Houston, but uh, it will be chilly. Uh, and, and that's something that we haven't seen SMU deal with this year so far. And and I don't think Memphis has, but of course, they're they're up in Memphis. So they've, they've kind of been in the, in the element, I guess you could say, for the latter part of you know week or so and, and are used to it. But SMU... This is kind of one of those football games where when you look at how good they've been on the road, it fits really well. There's a lot of buzz around Memphis. There's a lot of buzz um, around TCU when they went over there. Max Duggan was taken over at quarterback. There's a lot of hype around him, and they just kind of got after it. They were going up against a really good Arkansas State team in game one. That was riding an emotional high. So there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of pressure on Memphis to win this game without without a doubt. And how will Memphis handle that? That'll be something to watch as well. They'll certainly be able to kind of ride that that high potentially, but will it lead to mistakes? We'll see. And and that's something that at times in these types of games, you never know how a team's going to react. And, and the same goes for SMU because there's a lot of hype on SMU. 
they're they're having to deal with the college game day interviews. They're having to deal with ABC coming in beforehand and doing the interviews. And when they get into Memphis, they'll have to do a, a last minute kind of interview type deals. But again, how will they react? I think SMU with Shane Bouchelle, he's played in some really good games, is going to kind of take the attitude and demeanor of him and kind of ride that to a win. I'm going to go SMU 41, Memphis 35. I, I think it, I think maybe a late Memphis score and then another defensive stand by SMU kind of gets the job done. So that's what I'm going with. I'm going with 41-35. SMU comes away with the win and 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 moves on to nine and zero, and then you know is in the driver's seat for the AAC West. There, I mean, they're really in the driver's seat then. So I'm looking forward to this game. It's going to be an incredible day for for SMU. If you're going up there, enjoy it. Take in College Game Day. Go check it out. Be there for the pick. Um, I wouldn't spend all day over there, but check that out. And, and get some good Memphis barbecue in you and then, and then get ready for, for uh, a real treat, guys. I mean, this is something that doesn't come along very often, obviously. And, and for SMU to be the game of the week on ABC and, and have this type of attention on itself, it's, it's big. And, and if you've been watching ESPN, if you watch Monday Night Football, if you watch Scott Van Pelt or do any of those things, you've seen SMU and Memphis being teased a lot on the, on the network and, and, um, they're going to be the center of attention on the college football world on a pretty somewhat boring weekend of, of college football. So it's a big deal. Looking forward to seeing how it plays out. But I've got SMU winning 41-35. On the flip side of this break, we're going to get into some of the recruiting tidbits and things to know that we're keeping an eye on at Pony Stampede. A couple 2020 prospects that uh, are, are moving ahead in their recruiting process. And I want to touch on a little bit of the 2021 class in the city of Dallas as well. So we'll do that on the flip side of this break from from the Pony Stampede podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. Quick reminder to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button to the podcast wherever you listen to your pods. We appreciate you guys for doing that. On to some recruiting news for SMU as we've seen some of these 2020 prospects begin to kind of trim their lists and and get closer to decisions. And I want to highlight a couple for you guys. Latrell Bankston, the Hutchinson Community College defensive tackle that SMU is really, really high on, certainly in the mix for. He dropped his top six schools on Wednesday and included Iowa State, Oregon State, Boise State, Houston, Kansas State, and SMU. 
the 24-7 sports crystal ball currently has him crystal balled to um, Oregon State with their insiders over there, Angie Angie, and then uh, Jason Shear, who covers Arizona for us, having crystal ball picks in back from the summer on Oregon State. The K-State the K crystal balls just went foggy that were in there as well. So, look, SMU's certainly in the race for, for Bankston. He's a 6'1", 285-pound defensive tackle. Kevin Kane recruits the Kansas Junior Colleges for SMU. Has SMU in the running here. And over at 24-7 Sports, we're really high on him. He's a high three-star. He's a number 18 overall junior college prospect in the country. Number three defensive tackle nationally. And originally from Georgia, he'd be the, the best or the, the fourth best junior college prospect that's originally from Georgia to um, to to come out in the 2020 class. So he, he's somebody that SMU really needs, and he's having a terrific senior year. We, we really liked him uh, when, when our really kind of junior college recruiting analyst, Charles Power, went on a big tour of the junior colleges over the course of this season and, and gave him that high three-star rating. So, look, I think he's somebody to monitor for sure. SMU needs a defensive tackle out of the junior college ranks in this class. And Latrell Bankston looks like he'd be a great option for SMU, that's for sure. Somebody that just dropped his top six and included SMU. He's told me he's planning on making a visit, so that's something to monitor as well with Bankston. And, and he's going to be right up there for SMU as they kind of continue to navigate some of these defensive tackle prospects out of the junior college ranks that they need to land. Kevin Kane was on the road recruiting during SMU's bye week uh, coming off of the Tulsa game, I believe, and was over in the Kansas Junior Colleges checking in on him, saw him play that weekend. So it looks like it's paying off, has SMU in a good spot as, as he whittles down his list to six schools. Another player that I want to highlight who is just on an SMU official visit is Thad Johnson. And, and we spoke with Thad about his official visit, and he kind of laid out where things are. He says he has SMU right up there for him, and he says he wants to make a decision soon. Now, he also said he feels like he's got to get to Oregon. He's got to get to Tennessee, a couple other schools. But look, until you get those official visits on the books for him, SMU sits in a really good spot here. I haven't put a crystal ball pick in. But if, if he was in, to announce in the in the next coming you know in the coming week or so things like that like if he's committed to for it being soon as in before his team goes to the playoffs and things like that then SMU's in a really good spot for him to certainly jump into the 2020 class It'd be a big big deal to get Thad we just jump we just jumped him up on 24/7 Sports into the top 100. As far as overall wide receivers, he's the number 80th wide receiver in the country. He's number uh, the number 443rd overall prospect in the country on the fringe of the top 50 overall prospects in Texas. And look, he's somebody that has that ability to continue to rise up the ranks. He's a, he's a really terrific athlete. He doesn't have verified 40 numbers, but his uh, long jump is really terrific, over 23 feet. And he's somebody that, like I said, we just moved him up. He's been having a terrific senior year, and he's somebody that SMU's right in the mix for. Now, for our VIP subscribers on Pony Stampede, I did drop tidbits on two potential flip targets for SMU that the staff is continuing to kind of chip away on, and, and certainly they're, they're two to monitor. One, definitely in a big way, someone to monitor, so I encourage you guys to check that out for VIP subscribers. Uh, drop those tidbits on our message board uh, this morning as you guys are uh, listening to this podcast uh, Thursday morning it is right now 
Now, moving on to the 2021 class, I wanted to highlight one, I'll lead off with a new offer that's not in the Dallas area, but somebody to keep an eye on. Remington Strickland out of Fort Bend Christian. SMU went ahead and offered him on Wednesday night, and he's somebody that A.J. Ricker went and saw last week as they kind of wrapped things up in Houston. They were they played Thursday night, and then SMU went and saw Strickland on uh, Friday night, played his football game. SMU joins North Texas, Texas State, and Houston Baptist having offered. He's somebody that Look, probably going to end up on the interior, a center, 6'3", 294. Probably going to be a guard or a center at the next level. Somebody that has been on the radar for, for quite some time now for A.J. Ricker. He really likes him. While he plays, obviously, Fort Bend Christian Academy, somewhat a smaller school in the Sugar Land area. Again, he's somebody that's starting to kind of pick up recruiting steam. And after seeing him in person, SMU went ahead and, and offered him. And, and they kind of did the same thing with Branson Hickman in the 2020 class. In the spring when they went and saw him they really liked what they saw and they weren't afraid to go ahead and 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 immediately press for him after they got a look at him so i think remington strickland's going to be in that same boat there's a great 2021 class in texas for offensive linemen and if smu offered remington that says a lot about what aj ricker likes about him and, and certainly how he feels about him now moving on i want to touch on dallas in the 2021 class briefly and I'm going to lead off with Savion Bird, the Duncanville five-star offensive tackle. That's kind of the the headliner, right? There's a, there's a few prospects in the 2021 class in Dallas that Rashad Samples and the staff has themselves in good position for. Savion Bird's definitely one of them. He's been on campus multiple times. He seems to make a Sunday trip over there whenever he gets a chance to, whenever he's able to. He's on campus all the time hanging out with the staff. So He's somebody I, I feel like SMU's in a really good spot for. He's playing defensive tackle for Duncanville this year, but we project him to be an offensive tackle and, and a dominant one at that. He's 6'5", 265. The 24-7 sports crystal ball is on Texas, but even when you know Mike Mike Roach and I talk about talk about SMU Texas battling it out for Savion, we both feel like they're they're actually in it and they're and they're actually they actually have a shot to get him. And and look, with Tommy Brockermeyer, the five-star offensive tackle from Fort Worth, being a heavy Texas lean and a legacy, does that change things for Savion Bird if another five-star offensive tackle heads to Texas in this class? So he's a top 15 overall prospect in the country, obviously the, the headliner to watch in Dallas for the 2021 class. And then his his uh, teammate, 2021 wideout Roderick Daniels, somebody that SMU just went ahead and offered. And look, Roderick is a really explosive player. I saw him um, just a, just uh, about a month and a half ago play against St. John's, one of the best teams in the country. And and he was really, really productive. He's 5'9", 160, but he's got legit speed. He's uh, got he's got an 11-1 type 100-meter dash time as a sophomore, which is impressive. Arkansas, Houston, Kansas, and others have offered him. We really like him on 24-7 sports. He's already a top 100 wideout in the 2021 class. SMU entered the mix, and I expect that they'll be in it for him with, with all the ties that Rashad Samples has over at Duncanville uh, with his dad being the head coach over there. I expect they'll be in it for him. And then Quay Davis is one that I went and saw a couple weeks ago uh, play in a game. He gutted it out through, a, uh, through an injury that he got in the first half. And played really, really well. Had a couple big plays. He's committed to Texas. I left that game kind of feeling a little bit less positive about where SMU stands with him. Again, he's on campus a ton. He says all the right things to the staff. 
but I just left that game kind of feeling like it, it's it's a little bit more of a pipe dream for SMU to to get him, and and rightfully so. I mean, he's he's a top 100 overall prospect. He's committed to Texas. He was wearing Texas gloves. I mean, it's going to be a real tough pull for Rashad Samples, but he's at least somebody to keep an eye on. But his teammate Isaiah and Wokobia is uh, the other skyline standout at safety. I feel really good about where SMU stands with him. He's uh, somebody that's really picking up recruiting steam. Uh, Vanderbilt, Colorado, I believe Nebraska is kicking the tires on him. But he said, look, I've got the best relationship with SMU. I've been you know, over there a ton. He's probably going to be over there for homecoming, I'd imagine, and, and probably over there for the Tulane game. He's on campus all the time. Somebody that I really like in the 2021 class after seeing him in person as well. So uh, he's a safety, six foot, 180. SMU is really high on his list already. And then finally is a somewhat newer offer out of DeSoto where Claude Mathis, the former SMU assistant, is back as the head coach there. Byron Murphy, the second. The defensive tackle, he's kind of similar to Terrence Newman and Elijah Chapman in a way who are on SMU's roster right now. He's only six foot, maybe. He's 276 pounds, but he's a real bull in the middle. We've got a high three-star grade on him. Colorado, Georgia Tech, Kansas, TCU, and others have already offered him. He's a pretty good tester. He's one of the most powerful athletes in the state of Texas, according to the Nike football rating with his power scores and things like that. So I really like him. Another Dallas area prospect that SMU is going to be in the mix for, and, and he's uh, certainly impressed by SMU's start to the 2019 season. So with that, guys, I wanted to touch on those Dallas area prospects to kind of keep an eye on early on in the recruiting process. But with that, it's time to wrap up this edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. Again, I encourage you guys to check out PonyStampede.com. Big game this weekend, 6.30, ABC, SMU, Memphis. We'll have you guys covered throughout the entire game. So with that, we'll put a wrap on this Pony Stampede podcast. Have a great weekend and enjoy the game. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+.